0: all right guys welcome to another 1v1 series this is your boy wasabi this time with one of new jersey's finest and you know fastest rising talents in the state wally hey man
1: so,
0: yeah how are you doing wally thanks so much for coming on the podcast and everything
1: thanks for having me i really wanted to be on for a while
0: yeah dude like among the people that like we like jd and i like through you know through this podcasting we we're like oh man like you we have to have is like you I mean like you were you had a really crazy year twenty twenty nineteen. you know like definitely contender for a top 100 I know you missed out on it but like definitely like finished a really strong 2019 from what I remember
1: yeah I, I definitely had if I could have had my second half of the year's results for the first half I probably would have been a contender but it just wasn't I, I definitely was like not good enough at the start and then like towards the end I was starting to pick it up a little so
0: yeah, I definitely remember like halfway through. Like, I think I was coming back from a shoot. What were the? What was the tournament on on Mondays? Was it Fusion? Yeah. Like, or yeah, Spectrum. Our... Spectrum. Spectrum. Right. Yeah. And I remember coming home with like Hacks one time, and like the only thing both of us like said like first as we stepped out of the venue was like Hacks was just like Wally's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, out of nowhere, because I think you guys were playing, like, some friendlies or something like that, and yeah. it was, like, yeah, like, it was, like, very obvious that you were, like, on the grind and getting and getting good, but before we get there, I'm actually most curious about your origin story, like, how, how you found out about the game, like, and, like, what year you started, and, like, sort of your influences as you, like, sort of came up, because, you know, from my perception of you, you're relatively new to the
1: scene, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I used to just watch, I mean, I've been watching the game since, like, maybe 2015 or something, but I didn't, like, my computer wasn't really capable of net play, and I didn't have, like, an Ethernet cord or anything like that, so I just didn't play for a long time until, like, maybe, uh, like, I want to say, like, August 2017, I think, was, I, I went to a tournament for the first time, I'd only practiced, like, at home alone on, on an HDTV, actually. And um, in August twenty seventeen, uh, if you know Danilo Olay, I believe is also his tag. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know him. He was a friend of mine from another game that we used to play, and then he was like, "Oh, like you should you should go to an event." I was like, "Oh, I've never been before. Like I've only practiced like alone on my HDTV at home." And then he's like, "No, no, no you should come out." So so I drove to this event and I played and I went O two, and. And then the second I got home, I, like, downloaded Netplay, and I just started playing the game for, like, hours every day, and I didn't go back to events until, like, six months later. Uh, Scarlet Classic 4 was the next event I went to, which was super fun, and then ever since then, I've just been, like, going to events nonstop, like, ever since the first time I did it, I was like, this is so fun, like, I have to keep doing this. That's awesome, and how did you
0: discover the game, I guess, like, the competitive scene back in
1: 2015? Um it was i i used to play competitive pokemon and a bunch of my friends would hop in skype on the weekends and and i was in the group but i didn't know like they were watching melee and i didn't know what it was and i just watched it and like from the first time i watched it i was like oh i have to play this
0: whoa that's crazy so you weren't like a nintendo kid uh like growing up where it's like you played smash bros like as a kid with like some friends like back in like oh one and stuff
1: Um, well, I actually, I I played a lot of Smash 64 with my cousins and stuff, because the N64 was like the first one I had, the first console I had, because it was a hand-me-down, because I have two older brothers, so I think I didn't even have Melee, I I never had a GameCube growing up, I think, Uh, I only had, uh, the next game I got was Brawl, which which I did play a lot with my brother, but no, I never really played Melee as a kid, I definitely played Smash a little bit, just casually, though.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, how did you get into competitive Pokemon and, like, how, like, how, like, serious and, like, how much did you play competitive Pokemon?
1: Um, I was really serious about it. I think that I was, like, one of the, probably one of the best players on the website, at least, probably at the time that I was at my peak. And the way I just got into it was when I was just watching YouTube. I used to also play that game casually and then. As you fall down the rabbit hole of, like, oh, how do I make my Pokemon, like, better? Like, EV training and all that stuff. And then you find, like, about competitive battlers, which I found on YouTube. And then eventually they were like, oh, there's, if, if you know Showdown, there was, like, basically mm-hmm. what came before Showdown was Pokemon Online and what came before Pokemon Online was something else. But I played Pokemon Online, which was basically, like, the older version of Showdown. And I found out about that through a YouTube video. And then I just downloaded it and I grinded on the ladder for, like, Ten hours a day when I was like 13 14 years old. <laughs> yeah it was because you know I was just in like I remember I, I found it during the summer of eighth grade going into high school so I was 14 years old and and it was summertime so I would just spend like my entire day like playing this game until I get, could get better at it yeah so you were always kind of like a,
0: a grinder for both Pokemon and for Melee then
1: yeah definitely I was super passionate about both although Melee is definitely way more special to me, even though I've been playing it way less, way less hours total. It's just, it's a different feeling.
0: Yeah. Do you think you can describe that? Like, how, how is it special? Like, how does it differentiate from from Pokemon before we get into more of, like, your, you know, later years?
1: Um, well, most of it is probably just that it's so much more nuanced and, like, well, you can't, you mostly can't lose to, like, RNG is, is another big thing. But like, there's no, there's also teams matchups and like Pokemon, it's kind of like the same idea as matchups in melee, except you don't get to pick your character. So sometimes matchups are just kind of like random, and sometimes you just get a bad matchup. Sometimes you lose because of RNG factors. And that's one thing I really didn't like. And also, I feel like the correct thing to do in Pokemon was a lot of the times clear cut, or it was like a 50-50 where if you, like a coin flip type thing where Mm -hmm. there's no like right answer. And so I felt like there always was a ra- there either was a right answer or there wasn't, and I feel like in melee the situations are so much more complicated. There's a lot more nuance, and and that's kind of what I liked about it. Nice,
0: nice. And do you think, you know, playing competitive Pokemon like helped you at all, like in terms of like knowing how you learn or like what you need to do like in the early years of melee? Because like I know like some players, like for example, like IBDW like used to play ha- Halo competitively, right? You see it with like. A lot of other players where their competitiveness transfers over sometimes yeah did you sort of feel the same way or was it like completely new and different with melee
1: um well i was when i first started melee i remember everyone all my pokemon friends at least who like watched the game casually with me were like oh like it's gonna take you so long to get good like way longer than like pokemon and stuff and that was kind of exciting like the challenge for me uh i don't know I definitely, because I've been, because I've been like really bad at a game before, and I started really bad at melee, just like a Pokemon. I knew about like the amount of effort and the amount of hours that you have to put in to get good. So I was more like, I would say I was definitely willing to accept the process from the beginning, which kind of gave me an advantage. Mm-hmm. But but in terms of like skills transferring over, I don't think so
0: yeah of course, but I mean still that that knowledge of like accepting the process is something that like I feel like a lot of newer players don't understand that like right that where they think that you know just because I put in x amount of work that should be enough right and and in the end, it's usually the game that tells you whether you put a, you put in enough effort or not for melee, which is like the what I love about it personally,
1: yeah, for sure,
0: yeah, so then you know you got that play, I remember you know you used to go by the your old tag yeah as well omufu gang yeah Um, (laughs) omufuga but your fans are omufu gang and then um so with that like when you started just grinding netplay right and then you just started going to as many tournaments Uh uh-huh cool and then when do you think like i guess what what did you feel like was your first like breakout moment right because like i think that you know, a lot of the perception, like, when you were, like, newer was, like, you know, just, like, a, you know, hu- usual, like, net play Peach, uh-huh. um, you know, like, lots of down smashes and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, you really, like, developed into your own, like, style. Like, I feel like I could watch your Peach and be, like, alright, like, that's that's probably Wally playing, right? <laughs> like, even if there wasn't any, like, tags or anything. And, like, yeah. where do you think, like, that developed? And, like, I know at some point, like, you and Ryobito was just, like, kept on talking and, like, yeah. trading, you know, talking shop about about the Peach matchups and everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- that's actually awesome that you said that about my play. It's it's a, it's honestly a big compliment to me. And um, what I considered my breakout tournament was probably that see me on LAN where I beat Lint. Because I remember, like, I was a New Jersey mid-level player, and, like, it was always like, oh, yeah, like, he could beat some people, but, like, he never beats like good, good players. Uh, and so when I beat Lint for the first time... I remember it was a really big deal for me because Nick, like you said about me and Nico Nico has always helped me improve like even when I was new at the game, like me and Nico were friends. I forget I think it was because I was just a big fan of his stream, and then we met in person once like really early in my time playing melee and so ever since then i've I've been messaging Nico like grand total like hundreds thousands of questions about like melee and all that stuff, so he's always been like the guy who's like been helping me out and I remember that like. I don't compare myself to Nico because he's just, like, a way better player than me, but it was a big deal to me because I considered him my teacher, and I remember Nico could, like, just not beat Lint, and then I beat him, and then I felt like I definitely am not, I'm still not better than Nico, but it was a moment of pride for me that, like, I could, like, compete and do my own thing. Like, I wasn't just going to be, like, the worst version of Nico, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. And and definitely the way that I developed my playstyle... I don't really I don't really know. I feel like I just I just played a lot and that's kind of how it turned out to be. I think it's a reflection of like my personality and stuff, but I mean, I don't know if 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 you buy into the whole, you know, your playstyle is a is a reflection of your personality thing, but I always try to figure it out. I always tried to figure out the answer to things offensively first. And a lot of things you can't beat just by like pushing forward a lot or like throwing out mm-hmm. an attack. So, definitely, I would say the reason that a lot of my gameplay is, like, like I remember Vortex pointed out to me once that, like, on the defense, like, I always throw out a second attack in a row instead of, like, rolling or spot dodges like some other peaches do, which is not to say that it's better or worse, just that... It's just you. Like, yeah, it's just it's just the type of thing that I've developed that, like, I, I that's, like, my style of, like, walling out with hitboxes a lot. I feel like that's something I do more than other peaches. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I definitely agree. Like I, I, you know, I'm one of those where I think like personality is definitely reflective of your of your playstyle. Like for me personally, it was more of like a. It's been interesting because I feel like I've been in the backseat. It's interesting to find what aspects of the game and how I want my fox to play, mm-hmm. rather than like purposely trying to play my fox in a specific way. Yeah. Like, like, it's just, like, oh, like, you know, like, this, you know, like, for example, like, I, I think I'm pretty big on, like, the reaction punishes and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's just, I really enjoy playing reactively. But that wasn't, like, something I, like, sought out purposefully to do, yeah. you know. Like, I wasn't, like, oh, that's so sick. It's just, like, oh, like, that's kind of, like, how I want to play the game eventually.
1: Yeah. And... And as I, like, have developed more as a player, I definitely steal things from, like, every Peach man who's, like, ever been top 100. I watch all their VODs, like, rigorously, and I always steal stuff, but definitely I I still think that my play style shines through, even when I, like, take stuff from other Peach players. Yeah, of course. So, like, yeah, so VOD
0: analysis, net play, obviously you go to, like, as many turns as you can, but what does your, like, practice routine look like, right? Because, like, you started playing twenty seventeen, like that's like what three years, and like you're like, you know, gunning for you know top one hundred. You have like really solid results. Granted, this you know twenty twenty has been like a fucking crazy year where now everything is on pause. Uh huh. But yeah, like how what, like how has your practice routine like developed and sort of changed? Like, because I think that was been like one of the biggest things for me personally is like when I started doing more vod analysis and like trying to figure out like oh, like, this is probably, like, the best routine for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, Well, one big thing is, uh, I I guess it varies based on the character that you play, but for me personally, I don't do much solo practice. I I only solo practice, like, very specific things. So, like, for example, the aerial interrupt up air on the side platforms on Battlefield, like, this is a specific tech that, like, is just a timing thing that's difficult, so I need to do it a lot. Or, like, I'll do... Uh, make sure that my aerials are plus four on Fox's shield. I'll set the CPU Fox to like shine out of shield or roll out of shield and then practice doing just aerial down smash, aerial grab, that sort of thing. But I don't do like movement. I don't beat up on like level one Foxes or whatever, or Falcons. I I very rarely actually do solo practice, but I do try to play like four times a week. So I'll do like usually I'll do my local on Monday and then. I'll do on Saturday uh, or Sunday. I'll do like either a major if there's a major or a regional if there's a regional. And I try to travel like a lot to the point where I get like at least like three regionals a month. And then I always do the free Rutgers tournament on Friday. And then I always try to go to Rutgers like one more time a week to play like Mont Money and Itai like whenever they're free or whatever. So really, the my practice routine mostly for the most part just consists of like playing all the time. But also when I have free time, I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch Armada VODs, I'll watch Nico's VODs, Polish's VODs, like, I watch all the Foxes, or, sorry, all the Peaches Better Than Me, and I also watch my own VODs. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: that, that's crazy. I mean, like, it's, it shows, like, real dedication and like, to the craft and everything. Also, like, New Jersey in itself is, like, a like, treasure chest of, of players.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially, like, players that, like, I think one of the things about New Jersey is, like, the difference between number one on RPR and number 15 on RPR may be, like, the slimmest of, like, almost any region, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, we saw it, right, like, with a quarterly report,
1: like, yeah. recently,
0: right? Acidics taking it. Yeah,
1: that was crazy. But, like, it wasn't that crazy to us, you know? But I can imagine, like, for someone, like, out of region looking at the bracket being like, whoa, that's, like, crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, I was looking at it, and when I saw, like, what, the top four seeds, like, all in losers before winners top eight, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a New Jersey tournament.
1: Yeah, it's classic, dude. And you and you look at our lower end PR, and it's people like Fable, and they just pick up a couple top 100 wins, and people from New Jersey are like, I mean, yeah, like, he's he's a good player, and then, but, like, people from out of region just, like, don't get it. Yeah. Do you think, um,
0: I guess, like, you, I mean, it seems like everyone, right, like, a lot of, like, the top New Jersey players have, like, a ton of, like jersey jersey pride right for their for the region Uh
1: uh-huh so you're asking i do
0: yeah so what i'm asking i guess is you know for the player base like i feel like not a lot of people are really familiar of like the strength of of jersey so like you know now you're one of the top players in it but like how was it sort of like growing up in it like when you were kind of like improving and still pretty new to the game because that must have been really frustrating right where it's like not just like a row of top players but literally like every level of player is like deadly
1: yeah no it's it's really difficult because i remember i was borderline new jersey pr for maybe like six months or so and like in those six months where i wasn't quite pr and i think in the end the first pr i made was i was 15 so i was like very barely ranked uh i was beating players like like lint and Bobby Big Balls, and, like, Mog, and people would be, like, they would look at my locals, and they would look at my PR rank, and they'd be like, whoa, like, you're only 15th in New Jersey? Like, oh, like, are you one of those players who just can't do well at locals? Or, like, I, and I was like, no, like, New Jersey's just really good. Like, (laughs) it's really hard to be, like, lower-end PR in New Jersey. And I feel like, honestly, my climb from, like, number 15 to, in the upcoming one, I'll probably be second at worst third. And I think my climb from like 15 to there was like not nearly as hard as my climb from like a lower mid-level player to the very bottom of the PR because New Jersey is just super like dense in that skill range and definitely players like like Fable and and uh, and like four or four cray and like Acidics and Greasy and even like and like maybe Bambi like everyone will be like. Those players were all, like, huge roadblocks for me at some point in time. And, like, they're very good players. So, it was definitely difficult to get good at that point.
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. That's why I always, like, love going to Jersey. Granted, I, my goal for every Jersey tournament is try to get wobbled and, and play a Samus. Because <laughs> I never get
1: that in New York. Yeah, well, we have we have had plenty of that in Jersey. Although, it, it is becoming, like, less less, like, floaty-centric and icy-centric recently.
0: Yeah, you guys are definitely going more more mainstream. Yeah. But, yeah, so what I guess I'm curious next is who, you're, like, gro- both growing up and, like, currently, who, who are sort of, like, your rivals in, in the game that, like, kind of push you? Either, like, friends or, like, just people where you, like, either had, like, a huge roadblock against and, and really wanted to
1: beat and, like, eventually... Overcame. So the t- there's two like I really use the word rival sparingly. Like it has to be someone who I really respect as a player and stuff. Oh yeah, so it's, it's an important title. It's a huge title. Yeah. So there's only two players who I've ever really like given that title who I've considered like rivals of mine. And the first is uh in those six month period after my first tournament where I went O two between my next tournament where I just net played like a crazy amount. The person who I played like every single day was quiet if you know him.
0: Oh, dude, he's so good. He's
1: crazy good, dude. He's and he, so good. And it, Yeah, he's beaten, like, Toussaint and like, he, but that was at a at a Tasty Thursday at a New Jersey tournament. Like, he, he just never traveled, and he's not really active right now, but we used to play every single day. I, like, couldn't take any games off his Fox or his Sheik, and, like, by the end of the time we were playing, which was, like, a year ago, I was still, like, losing to his Fox and, like, never taking games off his Sheik. So I remember my first main goal was to be better than him, uh, or at least, like compete with him you know and i really wanted to beat him in bracket unfortunately he stopped entering stuff at some point recently like maybe a year ago or so and so we never really were good at the same time i mean i know he's still good but he doesn't really go to events so i never really competed against him you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the second player is someone who's always been like when i started playing he was a little bit ahead of me i I feel like you know this one it's mop money and of course. Said, yeah. yeah. Uh he's always uh when we started he was he was a bit better than me, but I remember he was a little better than me, but I was beating him in the head to head. And and then as we went on, there was a point where he beat me like five times in a row. But like throughout the whole thing, we've always been like about even on the New Jersey PR, and we've always gone like even-ish in sets. Um and he's also just a really good friend of mine, and he's the closest melee player to me because he goes to Rutgers, which is close to my house, and like no one else lives near me who plays melee. So me and Mott have played like we've played so many tournament sets. like we had I think we had eight last season and like seven this season or something, and we've played like hundreds of hours of friendly. So definitely the other person who I consider to be my rival is Mott Money. Nice. yeah,
0: i I, I, I knew that Mott Money would come up because, like, I feel like every New Jersey local that I, like, peek the bracket at, I see, like, Game 10, Game 15, Wally Wally versus Mont Money.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it happens every single time. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, it, it's so crazy. I find, honestly, like, any New Jersey local I would tune into just because of how crazy stacked everything is once you know the Jersey players.
1: Yeah, and, and it's funny because a lot of people, like, know, like maybe JFlex or Panos, but then you see other players who are, like, a little less known, like 404 Cray or maybe Montmoney Money or uh, Jesse, FMB5K, and they have, like, collectively, like, well, like, Jesse, for example, the couple times he travels, or when top 100 players come to Jersey, like, he has two Saint wins, he has uh, Captain Smucker's wins, like, same as Etai, and... So, it's really cool to see how the results mesh together, not only when other people travel to Jersey, but just at our locals in general, because, like, a lot of random stuff happens.
0: Yeah, I feel like if any state deserves a major, like, that's why I'm tight that Royal Flush was, was moved to Vegas, was is Jersey, just because, yeah. like, it would be so sick to see everyone go out, even, like, HTHR, I know you mes- mentioned Jesse, but, like, Imagine, like, Tempo coming out of the woodwork and Quiet, like, yeah. God, I would not want to be in a racquet pool with them.
1: Dude, if everyone in New Jersey was active, the PR would just be so
0: absurd. <laughs> Dude, I know. I feel like the New Jersey PR could rival alone, like, both Connecticut and, and New York combined.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. We definitely don't have the same skill at the top level, but I feel like we compensate just by, like, everything else. hmm
0: yeah, but New Jersey's kind of been, like, in a changing of the guard situation, right? Like, they're, they're, like you know, Swooper recently became number one because Swedish is in med school now. But I uh-huh. feel like everyone's still, like, pushing really hard. Like, you know, when I think of, like, Jersey players that are traveling and, like, consistently improving, like, I think of, like, you, you know, Swooper, Mott, Itai when he was active, but now he isn't, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really exciting to see, like, we're being considered, like, threats at a regional region regional level as opposed to like when I started like I mean people from Jersey still don't travel much but uh like you said Swooper me and Mott are traveling way more than anyone was when I started
0: yeah and it's really cool because like you guys are kind of I feel like defining the the New Jersey scene at, yeah, at the moment, sure. which is really cool mm-hmm. now you know we talked about Nika right Beat and like you you know him kind of like taking you under under his wing right and yeah. so you know obviously like you know super supportive one of the nicest guys in the community but what i'm actually super curious about and, and this is maybe just like light it lighting a little bit of a fire just because for fun like where do you guys differ in like your your peach philosophy and like in the game right because like you're kind of like you know i feel like as players improve they start having like distinct opinions or like certain preferences like right vortex pointed out to you you know like to cover yourself with more hitboxes rather than like rolling away or moving out right versus like Nico will probably like slap cancel wave dash back down tilt <laughs> or something like that right yeah like uh, i'm i'm curious to know like a little bit what's like what turns the gears in in your head with peach uh
1: i would say the biggest difference between us like philosophically about peach is um he will get openings by crazy movement tricks and I try to hold my space and then burst forward. Like, I'll try to hold my space a lot, be patient, and then do like one hyper float and air forward or one like dash attack after like doing a couple moves in place. Whereas Nico is like always like all over the stage, like doing a bunch of cool things. And like, and he's just using like these tricky movement tools to get around, which is something I could probably learn from. But yeah, I would say the biggest thing is Nico uses movement to get hits in a way that I don't. And. I think that I maybe am like holding space a little more than he does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, one thing I notice is he doesn't, one issue he has in some matchups, in my opinion, is that he doesn't hold center stage very well a lot of the times because he'll do like sub float up air into the corner from center stage. And I'm like, no, dude, just like do fares from center stage. Like, it's so <laughs> good. <laughs> and at the, sa- at the same time, I see him. Get like these crazy up airs on Jigglypuff to kill her at like eighty when I'm only getting kills on Puff at like one twenty because he's doing like crazy platform movement and 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 float movement. So yeah, I would I would say that's a big difference between us. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Do you think there's anything you know not just like with Nigo but like anything else you have like philosophy, gameplay wise, as you've like improved with the game that you think like kind of is like different or more unique towards you when you like have these conversations?
1: Um, I think the way that I edgeguard maybe is like a big thing that I feel differs from like every other Peach main because I'm willing to do option coverage when I can cover like every option, but a lot of the times I go for like gimps at really low percent, I'll go for back throw instead of up throw at low percents, which I know is mostly like a cheesy thing, but also when I'm edgeguarding Foxes and Falcos and even Sheiks and Marths, I like to edgeguard mostly with Reed's which is I feel like a lot of peaches are trying to cover all the options and then a lot of the times peach can't cover all the options so I feel Mm -hmm. like my style of edge guarding where I make a lot of reads like jump reads or just side b heights or up b heights with like very early preemptive floats is something that I don't see other peach mains do that I think is pretty cool Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that definitely makes sense I remember playing you sometimes and like I would be like how am I why am I under stage already and I'm like at you know, fifteen percent or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Um, there was another thing I wanted to ask you regarding your gameplay. Or not necessarily your game- oh, right. Um, there was a legendary Xanadu tournament that you like randomly drove down to. <laughs> Econom, I-, I had to I have to ask about this. Yeah.
1: Because
0: <laughs> all I know is the tweet, right? Like we you know, like I see you at tournaments, we say hi, we play some games, do some money matches, but like we actually haven't like talk shopped really yeah ever right yeah and we- yeah so you know who, I it was polish right who who was like sort of giving you tips right on the falcon matchup
1: oh yeah that was that was polish
0: so how you know like did it just like everything just like click or was the like the advice really good and like for context you know you know correct me if i'm wrong right like you lost to a falcon player i forgot his tag the brig the brig right and then polish just like sat down with you for like 15 minutes or something
1: yeah
0: told you what to do you just executed it and then got second right beating bobby big balls on the way as well
1: yeah i beat bobby big balls and and i beat polish's falco also
0: (laughs) and the briggs again on the run back right
1: yeah i three-o'd brig in the run back after he like pretty badly beat me in winners so what do you think happened like
0: between the winner side and the loser side was it like I'm sure it was everything right from a mentality shift to having more context in the matchup uh-huh. but like like run run that through me cuz like very rarely do you see someone who's like gets through you know like it's just a very rare sight to see
1: Yeah um the thing is I was, like, really nervous before I went into that set versus Brig because that was right after I had beaten Panos for the first time, which at the time was, like, such a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was, like, in my head, I was, like, questioning, like, oh, did you really get better at the Falcon matchup? You know, like, New Jersey only has one Falcon. You can't know for sure if you're just, like... And I was super, like, angsty with, like, dash attacks And, like, I was fighting Falcon in a really terrible space. And, like, I couldn't see that all these things we're going wrong that we're so easily fixable. But then I just sat down with Polish and he's like, Oh, like you're staying in a really bad space. Like, he's like, you're throwing out dash tags here and like low float aerials here where you should be like wave dashing back and like holding center stage a lot. And so when I played Brig, I was like, okay, that like the one thing you have to do is just like, be a little more patient. Like, uh, don't play in the space where you have to do Falcon's Nair as, like, like you have to respect Falcons now all the time. Like, try to stay a little bit further outside that space so that you can dash dance with more room. So that's mm-hmm. basically all he told me to do, and then that's what I did, and then it made, like, all the difference. Like, I feel like some people don't realize, like, that tweet gave me a lot of credit. Polish is a nice guy, but there were, like, three things he told me to do, and I just did those three things, and they just made such a huge difference, which, if anything, in my opinion, it shows that, like, a lot of the times the things you need to do to win a set that you lost is, like super simple
0: yeah definitely i feel like sometimes like i always like i forgot who told me this or maybe i'm just being a weeb and and it was like for some random anime quote or whatever but i feel like i i always sometimes think of improvement. sometimes like golf like especially once you like can do tech skill and and have like the general gist of a matchup it's like you know like with a golf swing like it's, it's very, like, millimeter-esque changes yeah. will make a huge difference, right, on, on your shot. And I don't even golf, so, like... Yeah. It, but, like, from what I imagine, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then, like, that's sort of how I also, like, think about melee, where it's, like, even if it's, like, a huge wall, it's generally, like, one or two things that need to click before you kind of, like, go past it.
1: Yeah. And, like, um for example, the first time I ever beat Swooper, the time before that, I lost to him, I think, 3-0, and, and no, no, it was uh, it was 3-1 the time before that, and I asked Nico, I was like, I keep dying to charge shot at 80, what do I do? He's like, oh, I know the perfect answer for this. Uh, I was like, Lewis just keeps reading my jumps out of shield and then doing jump charge shot, and I was like, I don't want to roll, Like I'm scared, I don't want to play on the ground when he has the charge shot, and Nico's like, oh, I have the perfect answer. He says, just jump, immediate double jump, and then float right above Samus' full hop range. And then you don't even have to react to the charge shot coming out because Peach's float animation, you know how she tucks in her feet and she's not vulnerable at the bottom? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Next time for Swooper, that was all I did. Every time he had charge shot, I did that float. And he, he eventually adapted in later sets, but at least for that specific set, he wasn't ready for me to do it every time. And he went from killing me at like 80 and 90 with charge shots every stock to killing me at like 150 with nares and stuff. And that's why I beat him that set. And, like, Lewis has beaten me many times after that, so I'm not saying, like, really good players can just be solved like that. But it was just the concept of, like, if someone tells you, if if someone better than you tells you, like, one small change to make and it's easy to apply and you're just really focused on doing that change, like, it's not that hard to, like, overcome something that feels impossible at first.
0: Yeah, it's always interesting, like, how... That sort of advice can really change and like whether it's more about like people kind of executing on it right like because like the melee community is like rather large and a lot of people a lot of players are really nice in giving advice and everything and so like using them as resources is like so important to your development i remember like once i started playing hacks a little bit more regularly um you know once he was done sort of setting up hnc and everything like Using him as a resource to like improve in the foxes, which I think was for a long, long time my like weakest matchup. Like, you know, mod and etai would like run me over. Like, whenever we played friendlies or whenever, like if we met in bracket. Uh-huh. And I remember it was such a tough matchup until I started playing hacks and like really trying to like get into the details of it and like sort of like taking his advice and like focusing on those like, w- you know, as you said, like the one or two things that, you know, that they're suggesting.
1: Yeah. And a lot of the times, these, like, broad concept changes that you need to apply to get, like, really, really good, they naturally happen over time, but the small changes that you can do to win one or two interactions are really easy to make, especially if someone tells you what you need to do, you know?
0: Yeah, and especially, like, I think one thing that you, like, addressed really well was that, like, it's just for a set, right? Like, with the the super example, like, it was just for that set. You went from, you know, getting 3 0 to, like, Winning a set, and then, like, you know, of course, Lewis adapted, like, eventually later, and you guys like more trade sets now.
1: Yeah.
0: But, you know, like, it's very rare that you find a player that can adapt in, like, a three-game, five-game set, like, immediately, you know?
1: Yeah. And so, like,
0: those changes, like you know, win you a game or two, which sometimes just like makes the entire difference.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I love I love when like you make a very specific adaptation adaptation to something someone does and then they make an adaptation back and then suddenly you're like, this is like perfect practice. Like it's like our sets are way more productive than they used to be because we're both learning like new mix ups as we go.
0: Yeah, exactly. And once you like have that, I feel like my favorite feeling is like playing not that person and playing someone else with that character like yeah, I you, live with Young yeah. all the time so I, I grind out the Marth matchup a lot and so uh-huh. like when I play other Marths I'm like oh like you don't know this
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's a really good feeling when people don't know like these mix-ups that you learned from like playing your buddy for like 100 hours you know
0: <laughs> yeah I definitely feel that I think you know one thing it's so interesting cuz Bearman, right, Beerman kind of took me under his wing when I moved to New York.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And he gave me this interesting advice where, you know, he talks about like a player's adaptation like and it really mattering in like the long set, but mm-hmm. something that I've sort of grown into my own is understanding this sort of like yeah, like it's really important to be able to adapt and come up with new answers like if you're playing them for like an hour to like 3, 4 hours or whatever. But like being able to like make, like, one concrete change in a game, you know, in, like, a best of three is, like, actually super important in from, like, a tournament aspect, right? Like, the other aspect is important for, like, practice, but, like, in a best of three, it's just, like, you just have to make, like, one change. Yeah,
1: yeah, sometimes that one change is, like, literally the difference between, like, winning or losing a set where you just learn something, like, on the fly. Yeah,
0: and sometimes it's, like, can even just be like, all right, like, let me n- not interact with, like, X move, right? Like, sometimes yeah. it doesn't need to be, like, a hard counter, right? Like, it doesn't need to be, like, Ryo beats, like, sub float up air to beat Falcon Snare, right? Yeah. Like, it can be as simple as, like, all right, like, I'm getting destroyed in this range, right? Say, like, you know, Falcon Snare, as you said. Yeah. Let me just, like, choose not to play it. Let, let, yeah. let me just, like, not play the situation anymore.
1: Yeah, and that's pretty much what I did, and it, it definitely helped... <laughs>
0: man that's cool
1: so you know obviously
0: you know we're kind of on like melee lockdown right now and I, I know we we're talking about this a little bit before we went live but like what are your plans like sort of going forward like how are you kind of keeping fresh during this like local drought for obvious reasons
1: honestly I have no idea what I'm gonna do <laughs> I think my plan at the moment is literally just to, like, wait it out. I mean, I'm still doing solo practice, but like I said, my solo practice routine isn't, like, it's not, like, moving around and stuff. It's literally, like, practicing very specific things for specific scenarios. So, usually, it it needs to be supplemented also with, like, frequent gameplay. Because if I'm labbing out for, like, certain scenarios, then I need to, like, play those scenarios out, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um... I don't intend to net play anytime soon. I really don't like it. I don't think it's good. And also, I don't even have a monitor anymore because I gave mine away because I don't like net play. So honestly, at the moment, I think I'm just going to wait it out. And I'm excited for, like, I don't know, if everyone gets better over this period and I don't, then that's just more of a challenge at Locals and stuff and, like, more room to build myself up, I guess. So it won't be so bad.
0: Yeah, of course. I feel like it's so interesting how you practice because it's like i feel like the complete opposite um not the complete opposite for me but like very different Uh uh-huh like i really like solo practice i like like playing a set and like coming back and being like okay i need to work on like xyz things but i also like want to keep fresh and like keep the general movement together so i feel like i always go to solo practice you know and i don't play either so that's the one thing we we have in common (laughs) yeah dude sucks I know, it's so bad, and you know, like, yes. I, I feel like, I I don't know how it's so bad,
1: but everyone tells me it's so good. Yeah, I don't know, I think a lot of people don't like Netplay, but the people who always Netplay do like it.
0: I know, but then they gaslight you and being like, no
1: dude, like this is Monitor, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah dude, no, it's identical to CRT with X-Buffer on this Monitor, like for sure. <laughs> I know, right? And it's so funny, I was
0: playing on... Uh, square uh spare parts uh, i was at spare parts apartment like oh. last week and we were playing on his dolphin setup because he's like all right like you know like it's all it's like pretty much it's like crt it feels like crt and i go and like from my first wave dash i like knew it wasn't CRT. Yeah, cr- <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't want to be like that person but i was like yeah. i i like play with uncle pa- punch to like make sure i get like frame one wave dashes yeah like one or two frame wave dashes that's safe. and 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 I know that these aren't one or two frame leap dashes. Yeah. I felt like such a nerd. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but like it's just not the same and it really affects the way like you practice if you're if it's if it's not the same. That's how I feel.
0: Yeah, especially with like some ways you play. The only thing that like is in my head about it is like it forces you to or like for me personally, right? I was like, "Oh, well, I can't do, like, the options that I really want to do. And Uh I don't know if it would be more helpful to try to play in, like, a different way so that Uh I, like, know how to play it, or to just not, you know, to just practice solo stuff and, like, double down on, like, how I want to play the game, right? Because, like, again, like, I, it's so hard to hit, like, you know, reaction, like, out of, like, dash out of crouch, you know, reaction tech chases on on netplay, which I go for, like, almost every knockdown.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say that's the thing, right? Like, you you don't want to modify the way that you play, not because the modification is necessary, but because you're on a format where it's, like, impossible to do your normal options. But at the same time, like, are you just going to play to win, like, change it up because it's net play, or do you want to be stubborn and try to do that tech chase that's not going to work because of, like, the lag or whatever? Yeah, exactly. I think it's better to just, like, practice on CRTs personally. Personally.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm still there. I mean, as I told you, I I picked up a different fighting game altogether, because I feel like that would even be... Besides it being, like, incredibly fun to, like, be a complete noob again, like, I feel like that's exercising my brain more than, like, a netplay session would.
1: Yeah, no, I believe it.
0: (laughs) Because, like, I can't, like, I don't know the cheese yet, right? So (laughs) so I have to learn the cheese, versus I feel like with netplay, like, if I ever want to, like, cop out, I could be like, okay, like, four throw f tilt like let's check if you jump yeah
1: yeah
0: oh man yeah one thing actually you know i forgot to ask about your origin story is how did you settle on peach
1: um i watched armada and i thought he was the coolest player that's why i used peach <laughs>
0: okay i mean that's that's a very like understandable answer right like you see a lot of Pluff mains because of hbox yeah lots, lots of fox mains because of mango yeah so that's like super understandable
1: yeah i think that was literally it and i use i use even when i've tried to like oh like i'm gonna switch to other characters like like i've always had a chic even when i was like not good but it's just not good but the, the thing is i've always used tap jump and i can do everything i need with tap jump with peach but i like can't even short hop with chic with tap jump and it's like it feels like my hands were, like, meant to only play Peach because, like, I never play any other character, So, I just can't move at all with, like, any other character. So, definitely, like, from the first time I started playing this game, I've been, like, committed to just Peach.
0: Mm, and and you've just, like, been ride-or-die Peach since then.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I feel like the same thing goes for... I definitely know that feeling because, like, the same thing goes for me with, like, the, the Kang combo for Marth. Uh-huh. I just, like for the longest time, like, even still now, I'm surprised if I get it, like, because, like, I just couldn't understand how the spacing of it
1: worked. <laughs> That's interesting.
0: <laughs> I know, but I feel like it's, yeah, I mean, like, same here, like, I always joke around, that I don't actually have secondaries, I just have tertiaries, yeah. my secondaries are so bad, and I've never been the type of player who was like, oh, like, let me just, like, play you know falco for fun or whatever yeah
1: Yeah, no me neither my secondaries are like atrocious they're terrible (laughs) yeah i
0: think the only one i like kind of am okay with is like falco and pikachu which are just like semi-clones of of fox
1: (laughs) that's sick dude (laughs) we should pikachu chic money match
0: dude i am down i'm down (laughs) you could ask bambi i i beat bambi's falco in a in a, money, a late night, like, 4 a.m. money match. And That's and sick. I'll hold him to it. That's sick. We actually got to do it. Yeah. Next, whenever we can leave the leave our house next.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, this is... I'm stealing this just, like, from JD. Uh-huh. But he... I'm actually really curious on this. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of the players we talked about, like... Or not we talked about, that I've talked to so far, you know, they've kind of been in the game a little bit longer you know like you know you know five plus years or so yeah and so as someone a little bit like newer right like say you made a patreon we're giving like lessons or whatever like uh-huh. how would you structure like teaching someone like new to the game if it was a role reversal if there was a wally and you were you know nico
1: okay uh well I've actually floated around the idea of when I was, like, way better. Doing, like, a Patreon, but, like, only for Peach players, and then everyone could look at the lessons, and it would be, like, all specifically, like, Peach-specific stuff for, like, every single scenario and stuff, but I think probably what I would do if I had a Patreon for, like, newer players like that is I would just, like, look over, like, micro situations, like usually when I look over players' VODs, because I, I do analyze, like, a couple players' VODs for the Peach Discord or whatever, like, this, usually they're, like, oftentimes, especially if they're Peaches, like, near my level, but one the thing that I get the most is Peach players near my level who ask me, they're, like, I can, like, we do, like, equally as well in, like, some matchups, but you're so much better than, versus, than me versus, like, Fox and Falco, like, can you just look over, like, my VODs and, like, see, like, what my problem is and, like, a lot of the times, I can like boil down to like, you need to start crouch canceling Fox's nair and like SDIing drill better and not getting hit by up throw up air and like, I'm all about like doing really really simple changes to your play like that. And so I think, I would probably if I analyzed Vaz, that's pretty much what I would say like in this scenario, you should not get hit by this combo. Like, I see a lot of Peach mains don't do proper DI versus Falcon and Sheik. They don't like SDI Falcons nair up. They don't SDI Sheik's up tilt up they get hit by like multiple up airs into knee and i'm like even if you have like these great concepts in neutral like i feel like i'm a player who's really good at the stuff that you polish once told me that i'm really good at the stuff that every peach in like quotes should be good at which is not to say that i'm like an incredible player but just like in the situations like of getting hit by moves that aren't getting hit by combos that aren't true or or throw combos that aren't true or like not STIing properly or making sure to like crouch cancel moves that aren't safe on hit. Like that's one thing that I really emphasize. And so I feel like if I were coaching another player, that's pretty much what I would tell them is to, uh, how to optimize basic defense by not getting hit by stuff that shouldn't work. Like Falcons down throw knee or up air knee or SDIing boxes drill properly or crouch canceling a neutral, getting out of up their up air, those sorts of things in my experience, are the most important things that a lot of lower and even mid-level peaches can implement to get better. Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Like, you were talking about that, and I think back to how I can never (laughs) hit you with an up throw up air ever.
1: I've practiced that timing, like, so many times alone in my room. It's just, why would I die at 80 when I can die like, 120?
0: (laughs) Dude, I know, but there was a point where, like, you went from getting hit to it to, like, never getting hit to it. And I was remember, like, leaving the first time we played friendlies where you were, like, just, like, improved on it, and I was like, fuck, like, what is what is Fox supposed to do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's actually really hard for Fox to kill Peach if you're, like, doing proper DI to get out of uh, up the up air. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely insane, and, I, and that definitely is so true that, like, your defensive options would not just, like, where you space but like you're the sdi and and knowing what's true and what's not true is probably like one of the biggest like key points that i would probably recognize like if we were watching like if i saw fox peach and like i saw the peach was just like sdi out like three up airs in a row like i could probably short list it to like and you would be like in that short list yeah <laughs> oh, man. all right so less gameplay wise but more I guess a little bit more general, Mm -hmm. you know, we talked about, like, your Lint moment, and then you kind of being hooked, like, since the first turn, being like, that's, like, completely sick, you know, like, you know, this Melee, you know, the game, everything is, like, crazy and uh, and amazing, and Lint was sort of, like, your breakout moment. Are there any moments outside of that that, like, mean a lot to you? Like, I remember for me, like, making it, you know, first on my college PR was, like, really big, because I was, like, the only try hard in my college yeah so for it to be like validated and like of like you know all the solo practice and upstate new york and stuff like that that was really big for me uh-huh. so i'm like curious to see like if there are any moments i like really hold you know you hold really dear on top of like the lint win
1: um definitely the most validating tournament experience i ever had was um when i got 25th at gommel and I didn't even beat anyone like crazy. I beat just this Canadian fox named John and Dimension, uh, the Marthman from New England. Mm-hmm. And those were like, I, w- I went to Losers, I think round two. Uh, I literally, so I actually forgot to, uh, I didn't forget my ride for the event. So I was considering going, I wasn't sure. And my ri- I couldn't find a ride for the event. But someone who I asked for a ride answered me after registration closed. And I was like, well, it's too late. I Like, I can't get in bracket. And he literally messages me like, okay, I got you in bracket. We're good to go. And, like, I wasn't even, like, committed to going yet. So when he just said, oh, you're in bracket. Like, we're good to go. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess I'm going to Gommel. And then I went. And I was unseated because I was added to the bracket, like, after. And I lost to this Luigi main uh, who I don't e- I don't remember his tag, honestly, uh, from Canada in, like, my round two. And then I – I won like seven or eight matches in a row uh, to make it out of pools and then get twenty fifth at the tournament. And I remember because my I'd only done two majors before that, and at one I got sixty fifth, and at the other I drowned in round pool. So I remember thinking like it was really funny so many people were like in New Jersey were like, Oh my God, like Wally got 25th at a major, like that is, that's crazy. And I remember thinking right after that tournament happened, which I know it's stupid and you shouldn't think this, but I was like, that is literally like the best tournament performance performance I'll probably have for like, <laughs> however many years, you know, like I was thinking like, I didn't even know that I was capable of that. And it, in hindsight, like, looking back, if I had that same exact bracket, you know, like, I could have even, like, done better. It would have been expected that I got, like, at least that far, but at the time, it felt like the most miraculous thing that had ever happened, and it was really important to me.
0: that's amazing. I I love those moments. Like, we all have... I feel like that high, like, dude, that... The week, the post week after tournament, like a good tournament high, is so yeah, so real. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Like everyone seems nicer, and and the seems the sun seems out like a little bit more, and everything seems a little brighter and cheerier because of yeah.
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome.
0: And yeah. Well, belated congrats. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know if I messaged you after, but but still, belated congrats. Thank and
1: you. And then,
0: I guess my final. Like question before, I'll like just like open the floor to to you. Is you know has melee like I've talked with this with like a lot of people and like melee, you know, isn't sometimes extends past past just the game, right? Like it's a little bit cliche to say, right? But like something that we pour our heart and and soul into always tends to you know teach us things or changes the way we act even outside of the game and and the community. You know, ha- have you found Have you found that, like, Melee's done that for you? And, like, if so, like, how? Uh,
1: I think Melee is definitely, like, like, being completely honest, like, one of the most important things in my life and something that, I mean, I have, like, I've gotten so many best friends. I've found something that I'm, like, deeply passionate about. I've found, like, a competitive outlet that I actually like and doesn't make me, like, you know, angry more than anything because when I used to lose at other games, I would just be angry. And when I lose at Melee, for some reason, like I'm disappointed and sometimes I'm a little angry, but I'm always like really deeply focused on becoming better. And I've never had something in my life that like could make me motivated like that. Even school. I, I mean, I'm a, I was a terrible student and so like, and I did sports growing up, but I never like really got into them. Although I, I, I did do a lot of them. Um, so having something that was that, something I was as passionate about as Melee and something that was that healthy of a competitive outlet for me was really important. And not to mention, I've met like some of my best friends through this game and I have so many friends now and who I've made just through playing this game and it's just something that's really important to me for those reasons.
0: Man, that's beautiful.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I feel like, there's only one last thing I can say at at this point, and it's you know, you know, we're coming close to the hour and stuff. Do you have any shout outs that you'd wanna make or or any any closing thoughts or anything?
1: Uh yeah, shout outs I guess like I said before to my rival and my good friend Mot Money and also my best friends John, JJM and Nico.
0: Oh man. Beautiful. Gotta love melee friendships, honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh Alright, man. Dude, thank you so much for for coming on. I'm really glad we got to talk. We need yeah. to talk shop
1: more, actually. I realized <laughs> I probably should just message you about Fox Peach stuff. Yeah, you should. I'll, I, I love, like, helping. Or not helping. Like, I love talking about Fox Peach with, Peach, uh, with Foxes. I do it more than I do with Peaches, because all the people who I play are Fox Mains.
0: That's true. Yeah, you do have, like... It's funny that New Jersey now has Fox Mains, because I feel like yeah. that was the funniest mm-hmm. stereotype back, like, two years ago
1: not only do we, like, we used to never have Foxes, and now we do, they all go to Rutgers, like, the five best Foxes in New Jersey all go to Rutgers, and I, I'm i at, like, every Rutgers tournament, and I play at Rutgers for fun, because it's, like, right, it's near my house, so that's why I play that matchup so much.
0: Yeah, so we definitely have to talk shop, like, and, and I guess, while we hunker down in this
1: yeah. quarantine
0: life, do, yeah. like, let's watch some VODs and stuff, I'm actually really curious, because I still mainly just watch VODs with, like, other foxes but yeah you know watching it with like other characters i think is sounds really fun especially like you know like we play a lot like we like we play a lot the problem is that because we play a lot like at tournament we never talk
1: yeah and then you always have
0: to go run back to jersey afterwards
1: yeah no we (laughs) i feel like that is what happens we always just like play a bunch of friendlies after without saying anything and then i just have to immediately dip
0: (laughs) all right well i'll definitely be hitting you up soon but you know Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, dude. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya.